right, welcome back to another edition of the EDBC podcast. Eric Dobratz and Brian Coleman here on a Sunday night. And Brian, this might be one of the best Sundays uh, we've had in a long time when it comes to sports. So many things going on, but the lead story obviously is Phil Mickelson, major champion, wins his sixth major championship today, oldest to ever win a major title at 50 years old. Tell me about your thoughts about Phil winning the PGA title. 50, yeah. Uh, He's old. He's he's old. He's yeah, he's old. He's old. Yeah, almost his age, or just a year younger than him. Great. Uh, yeah, no, it was just quite the spectacle, especially down the stretch. Um, it was it was cool. It was it was history. It was you know, moment of sports history. Um, it was interesting. I was another reason why I shouldn't gamble and I don't gamble in sports is I'm the guy who said. Um, that this is a really cool story this morning, but by I thought you know by the back nine, Phil will be four back, and we'll have forgotten about about all this. No, he pretty much you know he just led wire to wire today, and wasn't in any real serious jeopardy. And that's the most amazing part. There's two parts that's amazing. One is that he's 50 years old. Not that 50 year old guys can't do stuff. Like gosh, I certainly hope they can. But number two, um, like this course in these conditions. I mean, the wind was was terrible. Yeah. I heard about how this course is one of the toughest courses. It's a course that's, uh, that, you know, it, it sounded like it plays the young guy, like the, you know, say the long strikers, the, the long ball hitters. And uh, I mean, he just mastered it, made some great shots. And the shot on, if you folks who were watching on the fifth hole, that par three when he was in the sand, and he made that awesome shot. With shot Vern of the tournament. But was what did Vernon Lundquist was there? I miss Vernon Lundquist. Shot of the tournament. Yeah. I uh, um, I was a little disappointed great. in one thing. I was wishing that someone would make a harder charge at him. I don't think he was ever really threatened all day. Kepka was kind of – he was like one step forward, two steps back. Uh, Oosthuizen was uh, in his rear view mirror a little bit too, so he finishes six under. Those guys finished two back at four under. It just – I was wanted a little more pressure, but it was never – it was like no, there was no chess match going on there. Down the street. Totally great point. You know, don't overlook that fact. You're absolutely right. Everybody else struggled for the most part. Kepka – I, I think Nance said it, um, or words of this effect right after it ended, just came out a little too much, a little too late. He had a terrible start. He had a double bogey on too. Like, dude, not a great start. And uh, you're right. Phil was never really, he never had to, and I, he never had to worry about like, okay, someone's a shot with it, a shot within me. So you're right. The pressure, no, you know, no pressure for Phil, but it's still history. And Hey man. <laughs> okay. Like we saw in February, 43 year old guy win the Super Bowl. Now we just saw a 50-year-old dude win a major. Yep. So should we be surprised if 15 years from now we're still watching like LeBron in the NBA Finals? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. He's, of, was he 36, LeBron, now? So, hey, they're all Yeah, right. He, and playing, playing like he's three. They lost today, but still playing like he's 23. And I'm not, I'm not a Phil fan. It was funny. I was torn. Much like you, I was like – the story, obviously, as a, quote, journalist, I wanted to see the story more than anything else. So I wanted Phil to be successful, but then I'm not going to lie. When he hit it in the rough a few times, I was hoping the wheels would come off and he, you know, he'd throw a snowman up on hole 13. You know what I mean? So I was kind of right with, there with you. I know, I mean, if you saw the scene, folks who watched it, uh, going up, walking up to 18, the crowds were almost out of control. They were falling on like the pipe. Oh, it was crazy. bizarre to watch. Like security, security. But I did want that sort of, yeah, I'm sorry, Phil. I wanted you to, you know, blow one or two of these holes because I'm more, not that I was rooting against him, although I've never been a Phil fan, even though I guess white guys my age are supposed to be Phil fans, but I'm not really. But I just wanted some more drama. Like I want to see, you know, I want some, I want to see somebody when the, I want to see like, you know, a tied leaderboard at 15 or something. Never had it. So instead I just, 
you sit back and you enjoy the moment in sports history, which it was. It was a moment in sports history that doesn't happen very often. Yeah, once they got through 12, 13, I was like, he's winning this thing because I just, yep. no one else, it was just those last six holes. Kind of felt that way with Tiger a couple times, like when he came back on the Masters, you know, it was just, there was people close, but the, you knew they were never going to get over the hump, you know? The old guy that you thought, yeah, and Phil, and let's face it, Phil's had this reputation, like, sometimes he's, the pressure's gotten to him. I mean, it has. Uh, he doesn't yeah. have the same killer, killer, like, killer instinct or, or you know, that sort of tiger mentality, but that mentality that Tiger is famous for. So, you, but it was the young guys. It was kept off to a terrible start. Nobody could get. Who was the guy that you like, Kevin Streelman, who I was sort of rooting for? He was he he sort of fell apart at the end. Yeah. All the young guns fell apart, and Phil was just steady as a. On a windy day, Phil was as steady as a still day. Just just didn't just very even or just right kept it all together. I was telling my kids that story. I told you about Kevin Streelman's hat, how we got it for a gift for media day, and I when he came walking into the uh tpc when he came back after he won and he's like hey fellas how you doing and i'm like oh great until i got the gift bag for the media i mean who wants a kevin spielman hat <laughs> <laughs> and i was with our buddy noah fins and noah was like wanted to crawl under the under the rug he was so embarrassed but streelman had a good sense of humor I'm like i'm like what am i gonna do with a hat that says streels on the bag what a piece I'm of give this to my father-in-law or something what a piece of garbage i don't want this get I get a, here. Hey, a hat like they get a free bowl of soup seriously come on man jeez but Again, yeah, yeah, cool. Everybody loved it. The ratings yeah. will be boffo for CBS if they care about that sort of thing. And we, yeah. once again, we saw some old guy sports history, which we should embrace since we're getting old. It, it was, you know, the other thing that went through my head was, I guess COVID's gone in South Carolina. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, there's people on top of each other on 18. A little youthful, on top of each other. Youthful exuberance. You know, it was, hey, I'm not going to lie. It was fun to watch. The, they, it was, it was, it was like, kind of, I looked like Woodstock on the 18th hole. Ah, man. But, you know, it just, it, that's where, like, my kids came in because we were – I had it on for a few minutes. We were eating and, like, okay, dad gets to watch TV because there's sports on. But yeah. but I had it on and the kids are watching. And my youngest – and God bless her because she's been like this since the beginning. She's very conscious of COVID. She's been super careful. And she's like, Dad, is anybody there wearing a mask? No. And I just no say, no, uh, it's South Carolina. They're, they're a little more relaxed. But hope, I bet all those people have been vaccinated and that's okay. Yeah. So – wild yeah it was a, it was fun and twitter was going crazy with all the video and people commenting on it one one friend said uh look like the parade scene in animal house on the 18th hole i know <laughs> like i was gonna run into an alley <laughs> yeah. seriously so oh, all right well a good lead story there phil mickelson uh major champion for the uh first time since what 2013 2013 and i don't titles i'm gonna guess this is some sort of record that he this is a, he he won the he last won He's won the PGA twice now, today and in 2005, 16-year gap. I'm going to guess that's the biggest gap in between winning the PGA tournament, PGA tournament. So all cool. I love sports history. So good for Phil. Have a nice night. I'm sure he'll have a glass of Merlot or whatever the hell it is he drinks and enjoy the night. And one of four golfers to win a title in four different decades. Cool. Think about that. Crazy. So, all right, we're, that was our lead, uh, Phil Mickelson. We're going to take a timeout. We come back. It was. It's a great sports day. When you, whenever you're listening to this, this Sunday is a great sports day. We got the Knicks in the playoffs. We got baseball. I don't. I was trying. I was for Channel Eight. I had to put together Mets highlights today, and I looked oh, at the starting. I, I looked at the starting lineup. I only knew two people on the whole team. Ooh. Oh. We're going to get out of you. Figured I'd tweet you about that when we come back from the commercial. So. Oh, I'm sure you will. Hey, let's talk about All's Well. All's Well believes in the power of a good night's sleep. 
designed to make sleep accessible to all. That's what they believe in. They've been doing that ever since they started up allswellhome.com. And the Allswell features hybrid mattress technology, and that combines the best of both worlds, memory foam and individually wrapped coils. For a winning blend of comfort and support, their goal was to create an affordable mattress without sacrificing quality or luxury, and the result is the Allswell Queen mattress, starting as low as $345. This is a great time to shop, because between now and Monday, May 31st, Memorial Day, Memorial Day weekend's coming up, take 20% off all mattresses at allswellhome.com with the promo code MEMDAY. That's capital M-E-M, MEM, like mom, except MEM, MEMDAY. MEMDAY is your promo code. Take 20% off all mattresses at allswellhome.com. Tell me something else I love about that. Tell you something else I love about this. Uh, you know, we feel, you know, sleep's good. It's easy to find the mattresses. It's easy to find the allswellhome.com site. Go to any one of the episodes of the EDBC podcast. Uh, when you go to edbcpodcast.buzzsprout.com, click on one of those episodes. You'll immediately see a link to allswellhome.com. Click on that link, save, give a little support for our show, and save and sleep well with Allswell. All right, so I, I mentioned it. Oh, we're, we have a lot of things to talk about. Uh, Knicks in the playoffs tonight. playing a home Playoffs? Game. I don't know how many people they're allowed in the building. I haven't seen it. Uh, I don't know I'm watching know. it with me. I know I'm, I'm, I'm actually multitasking. I have it on with, with mute, with the mute button on. looks pretty full. It's pretty full. I thought I read 10,000. I may be making that number. I may have just come up with that number in my head. I thought I read 10. Yeah. It's the place is buzzing. Electric. It's loud. I, I mean, I did have the sound on before. It's loud. It's very, very early in the first quarter in the, in the game, still in the first quarter. Yeah. Nothing better than a full house at whether you're in Boston or New York and it's playoff hockey or playoff basketball. But we just want to say the uh, Knicks are in the playoffs. The Bruins are in the playoffs tonight as well. Uh, we got major league baseball happened during the day. And I mentioned it briefly. And I guess I'll ask you about that. I, mean, I can't, the, this Mets team reminds me of a couple of years ago with the Yankees where they basically were calling up everyone and their brother. And they literally had one or two players on the original starting lineup because everyone was hurt. And now you guys are going through that, treading water a little bit, but uh, lose two out of three in Miami. But you got to be happy with the way the team is kind of just getting by right now. They're getting by, and the rest of division is still the rest of the division. The National League East has not has been no great shakes. It stinks. Let's just so it, it does. And those teams were supposed to all be really good. Yep. Everyone's grouped together. The Mets are still. I can't believe they're still in first place by a game and a half. Yep. And the last place team is only three out. So that tells you how bunched up and how you know grouped together it is. But it's been tough to watch as a Mets fan, and it's been a problem with baseball. But you're right. The Mets, if you look at their – think of their the depth chart on the Mets. They have their starting left fielder, their starting um, shortstop, and their starting catcher. And yeah. everybody else is on the DL, including three starting pitchers. I have never seen anything like this. I guess how, how is a long- you're a little bit more in tune because you remember the Yankees from a couple of years ago, but at least for my team, no, never anything like this. How is Alonzo? What is his status? I have no idea. You know, they just said he has a sprained right hand. I don't know what, I mean, when you say sprain, there's so many varying degrees of sprains and he's on yeah. the 10 day DL. Haven't really heard much about him. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, in the American league East, the Red Sox are 29 and 19 tied yep. for first with Tampa Bay, who just continues to just do what they do They're Both of them are 29 and 19 Yankees are 28 and 19 Yankees had a walk off walk today. The Red Sox lost. But that division, Toronto's 23 and 22. Uh, Baltimore already 11 back. But uh, And the White Sox get swept by the Yankees. They're a team that everyone was talking about, and that will lead us to the segue of our one of our other topics was about Tony LaRusse and the drama. Were, were you into this drama about one of his players swinging on a 3-0 pitch, 
Larusa scalding him, and then people in turn scalding Larusa, calling him an old man, get off my lawn, that type of stuff. What was your take on that? Uh, I, I don't. I didn't care that much about it, and I think whether let's start off whether or not I agree with Larusa. Let's put that aside for a minute. I don't think it's cool that you take it out of house. I understand sometimes you want to call a guy out, a particular guy, if you think, you know, that's how he responds. If, you know, he responds if he gets blasted in the media. I don't know whether or not that's the case with this with this player. But I thought, like, dude, just keep that in-house. Keep that in the clubhouse. You don't need to come out and wrap your own player that badly. Second of all, I don't care. They were up 15-4. to 4. The guy swung on a 3-0 pitch. Yeah, he was probably to pad his stats. They had a position player on the mound for the other team. It was a gave up. The game was they gave up the game. I don't really. I guess this is wishy washy. I don't have a huge deal with it either way because I don't. I think it's such a non-event. So it seems like one of these dumb old rules of baseball that you know respect the game. Like, well, if you respected the game, maybe you, don't, you have a position player on the mound. What, what? How much respect are we giving the game? Yeah, and but but, the, but at the same time, he the the batter was given a take sign. Okay. By the third base coach and by Larusa verbally from the dugout and blew them both off. Okay, then that, that 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 then he's in the wrong, and I still think Larusa went overboard, um, sort of taking him out to lunch. I mean, taking him with the woodshed in public. And and Brian, every week we do a podcast, we have another no hitter to talk about. Whew. seems like. Can I just say one last thing about Tony Larusa because this is what I actually I heard this on Martin Luce's show, and I actually tweeted to him. I said, "This sounds so weird when you say that Tony Larusa is old school." Because old guys like us and Phil, you, me, Phil Mickelson, uh, who grew up in the '80s as baseball fans, Tony Larusa was the young, was this young, was this innovative genius, the lawyer, the lawyer, the, the lawyer, the uh, you know the new breed of manager, you know, with Gene, you know, it wasn't like we were still young, we were still like Earl Weaver was still around and Gene Mock, and now like now all of a sudden Tony Larusa, he's become the old man. Like the old school guy. He was never old school in 1980. He was like, you know, yeah, he was a genius. So, yeah, sorry. But, yeah, to get to your point, another no-hitter. Well, I will. It's funny. I was at the game at Yankee Stadium when Buck Showalter and Larusa got into it on the field behind home plate because I don't know if someone stole or base or something where the score was lopsided and Showalter oh. and – Showalter and Larusa started screaming at each other, and they both ran out of the dugout towards each other <laughs> during the game. It was classic. But anyway, yeah, another week and another no hitter. Corey Kluber for the Yankees throws a no hitter. The night before, there was another no hitter, and again, the same pattern every week. Nobody can hit. Let's move back the mound. Let's do this. No, no one can hit. No matter nobody. where they can pitch from second, and they won't hit. <laughs> nobody can hit. Everybody's hurt. It's not just my team, but everybody in baseball's got every team's got a ton of injuries. And they did something funky with the ball. Yes. I, I know what you're saying, but I, I've been saying it a couple of weeks. I'm, I keep seeing, yeah, there's some, still some no doubt home runs. But I can even tell the announcers when I hear Gary Cohn doing his, like, that, you know, there's one deep to left and he's setting up his usual home run call. And even he's surprised, like, and it, and it dies on the warning track. Well, the funny part about that is that I will go the opposite with that. Mm-hmm. I think part of the problem is the broadcasters not being on site. Oh, I think that's a huge thing. Gary did um, not know against Atlanta the other night, Gary's home run call of Acuna's walk-off home run. He, he thought that was a can of corn to right center field. He was hard and to tell. And it was gone, and he was like, it's a home run. Mets that's the game. Yeah. That, he's always on top of things. So that he is, and that, that's got to suck, um, trying to like walk, call those games from the other team's um, broadcast feed. And but I get on Sterling all the time for this, but he made a great point the other night. 
he was at Yankee Stadium calling a road game when they were in Texas. I was listening in the car, and the count went from 2-1 to 2-2, and he's like, wait, isn't it 3-1? And then someone told him they appealed to first, but he can't see the umpire making the strike call because he's at Yankee Stadium. So it was just one of those little subtle things where you can't see the umpire raise his hand that, yes, he appealed and he did swing. So it's those little things. I got to thank the broadcasters. I would say by the all-star break, they'll be traveling again with the teams. Maybe I'm wrong, but I have a feeling they're going to be going back. I hope so. Travel, you know, so many restrictions have been lifted. I certainly hope so. And but I mean, this Torres baseball, for the Yankees is on fire. I know you're a big Torres fan. I just want to throw that in there too. Yeah, until he gets hurt or goes into a you know a three week slump. What's going to happen first? A soft tissue injury again for him, or he goes on a? He had a COVID. Slump. He wasn't hurt. He was out for COVID. Oh, then I apologize. If he had COVID, then I apologize, and I'm not as informed as I should have been. So we got the Knicks playing. The Brooklyn Nets played last night. They're on ABC. I did. I watched maybe a couple minutes of it because they were playing the Celtics. I wanted to see what Kemba Walker was doing. He didn't do much. He didn't do much. And they didn't do a lot. He didn't do much. And, you know, I just, I can't, I just, they're so unlikable, the Nets. I just have no interest in that team. They're totally unlikable. And it, no, you can't deny that. Yeah. And you're, we're sitting here, I mean, we're sitting here in Connecticut. And so, but, you know, following, you know, plenty of Knicks buzz, even in Connecticut and in New York City, it's just, it's all Knicks, Knicks, Knicks for a team that's a four seed. Yeah. And the prohibitive favorite, According to the the gambling community, to come out of the East is the Brooklyn or the Brooklyn Nets, and nobody there's no buzz. No. The so people, yeah, you know what, Kyrie and Kevin, you want to go play in Brooklyn? Fine, play in Brooklyn. You don't want to be bo- fine. Don't be bothered. You won't be bothered. Nobody cares. You, and yeah, you're not likable. They're gonna I get. Like, I don't like watching you play. I hope get, you lose. They're gonna get some hip celebrities that'll be at the game. You know, some former Giants. Yeah. You know, that type of. I, stuff. I saw the four. I saw the former Giant there last night. You're talking about Justin Tuck, right? I saw Michael Strahan. Oh, Tuck was there also. Now, can I? That's a great segue. Can I segue to something about this? The Knicks, please. Um, watching Bradley Beal today play the Sixers, the great Wizards point guard. Yeah, what an awesome game and a losing effort. And the great Carl Banks, former New York Giant linebacker. Yeah, huge New York Knicks fan. Yep, tweets out, and he's good on Twitter. Tweets out that Beal is amazing or something. So I like to engage. I tweet back at Carl. I said, probably a future Nick because Bradley Beal might very well be traded this offseason. And I said, I tweet to Carl, would you trade RJ Barrett and a number one to the Knicks? To the Wizards. To the Wizards. Carl tweets back, no, RJ's a Nick. That's my interaction. That's my that's my Carl Banks New York Knicks Twitter story for the. Oh, night. you're such a fanboy. You're a Cowboy fan. You hate the Giants. Jesus. I like Carl Banks. He's good. You know, he's good on the radio. I know he's a he's not. You know, he's a true fan. He knows his stuff. He knows the Knicks. And he yeah. also said, you know what? But I'm not a GM. Yeah. By the way, I was a bit of a Nick apologist during the bad years, always trying to get the silver lining. But it is. He's a fan. Yeah. Yeah. So we're all like that. We're all fans. But it's it's again. The NBA is good when the Knicks are good. The NBA is good when the Celtics are good. And how about the whole East? You know, the Wizards, the Philadelphia 70s, the whole uh, I-95 corridor in the playoffs, which is fun. Yeah. And uh, that type of thing. If you're into that type of thing. And uh, yeah, I mean, the, I'd probably still put the money in the Nets, but they're not going to be, they're going to be unlikable, but they're probably going to come out of the East. We shall see. Um, uh, we got a couple more things to do here, Brian. We got a couple of sad, uh, you know, you have this great birthday list, but then you also had some people die on. For crying out loud. I, I know, but I can't. Before we go to commercial, I gotta I gotta talk about the people who died. And uh, one mm-hmm. of them was 
Charles Grodin. Were you a fan of Charles Grodin? I was a fan of some. Yeah, I was a fan of some of his stuff. I thought he was great. I thought I was a huge Charles Grodin fan. I know he did that whole talk show thing. Yeah. Like in the early, like the 2000s. I remember it used to be on when I was working at at your shop, like at night it'd be on. I couldn't stand that show. But I don't, but Midnight Run, one of my favorite movies. He was great in that. How old was he? Was he 80 something years old? He was 86, I think. I thought that was originally supposed to maybe go to Robin Williams. Yeah. And, Charles Grodin was the perfect pick for that movie. So yeah. I was kind of bummed out. I liked Charles Grodin as an actor. He was a great, great Letterman guest back in the day. And I believe he died in Wilton, Connecticut, by the way. I don't know. He did. He lived in Wilton, Connecticut. Yeah. Pittsburgh guy. Yeah. Born in 1935. Died in Wilton on May the 18th. Yeah. A lot, long list of credits. Uh, you know, Beethoven, Midnight Run, you talked about. Rosemary's like, Baby way back in, way in the day. You know, all that. Yeah. Uh, all kinds of stuff back in the day. But anyway, Charles Gordon passed away. And also Paul Mooney, who a lot of people may not know, but kind of was Richard Pryor's right hand man. Is that fair to say? Yeah. So, if comedy you, writing. Then I, I think, think, that, think, that, think that's very fair to say that um, Richard, he was like, yeah, he was a big, I, I don't know if maybe writing part is too generous, but a big part of Richard Pryor's act and a big part of Richard Pryor's comedy was Paul Mooney writing for him. Was never a huge guy, sort of didn't play the game or you know, was never afraid to say stuff. I thought he was hilarious. You mentioned Dave Chappelle's show. I loved him on that. And remember reading about him when Pryor passed away and just like, just one of those guys with like probably a comic genius that a lot of people didn't think of, but there's probably no Richard Pryor the way we think of Richard Pryor without Paul Mooney. And so I don't know. I just shout out a couple of those guys from that influenced things from our youth or things that made us laugh. And he was a big Richard Pryor collaborator. As I mentioned, that was the times headline, the New York times 79 years old. I read something about him the other day saying that him and Chevy Chase battled over whose idea it was for that famous skit between Pryor and Chevy Chase. And Mooney says he wrote all that, whereas Chevy Chase was trying to take credit for, you know, some of the strong language that went back and forth. Yeah. It, yeah. Some strong language, some, some words that the famous scene. Yeah. The famous scene that's uh, like 1976 they are doing a, a mock-up of the exorcist. And uh, you can Google job it. interview. Wasn't it a job interview? The skit or something oh you're right 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 i'm sorry you're right it was the job interview i'm getting this all wrong um yeah. but yeah it was the job interview and some words there you know the, that you didn't hear on tv back then and you don't hear on tv now and there's a good reason for it but mooney said that he told lauren mike he did it because that was the way he told lauren michaels that was the only way i could get it on the air and i was going to get it on the air one way or the other and he said that he actually that he kind of was uh inspired by the way he was treated when he went to snl that's kind of how sense. he felt treated so yeah Oof. paul mooney 79 years old it kind of ties into the whole Saturday Night Live that their season finale last night. I didn't know that until you told me. I didn't know until I read, read this morning. Speculations that some cast members that have been there for several years might leave. I mean, I haven't watched an episode this year. I caught, I'll see something on you know Twitter or something if there's a good band or something. But with COVID era, that's a show I think that suffered because of the times we're living in as well. Um, I, I think so too. It makes me feel old because when I see who's on it, and especially the musical guests. Eight times out of ten, I don't know who anyone – I don't know the musical guests. Seven, t- Six out of ten times, I don't know the host. And last night, I knew – little. I think I knew – kind of knew the musical guest. I didn't know who the host was. Two times I watched it was because the Foo Fighters were on and because uh, Jack White was on there from the White Stripes, famous guitar player. That's yeah, I, I sort of fast-forwarded to the like, – I can I put it this way. I, if I DVR that show, I can watch it in ten minutes. Yeah, exactly. You're not – It feels a lot different. I don't know. I mean – 
Yeah. It's been around forever. And I was like, wow, that's the season finale. How many years has that been? And do people really still care about it anymore? I don't know. Yeah, I think there might be time for a reboot, and then they give one more last check and see what happens. But those the, the show's cyclical. It's had its ups and downs over the years. It does. So, All right, we're going to take one more time out, and then Brian's got a list of one, two, three, four, five birthdays. Now, we can take Phil Mickelson off of next week's birthday list because I'm sure you're going to put him on there because he's going to be 51 on June 16th. I've heard it a million times today. So yeah, take I him think, off the list. Yeah, you're off the list, Phil. That's okay. If you're I know listening, you plan Phil. weeks uh, ahead for the birthday list. That's why. Oh, I do. You mean like hours ahead? Yeah. Yes, All right. Yeah. So we'll talk about the birthdays in a minute. But first, before we talk about birthdays, I want to talk about it. Uh, you know, talk about Instacart. You like shopping, Eric? Yeah, you know, sometimes yes, sometimes no, I'm sure you'd say. Well, those any of those days where you just can't get out or you don't want to get out at the grocery store, you're too damn busy or you're too damn lazy, don't worry about it. Sign up with Instacart, instacart.com. Instacart delivers groceries in as fast as two hours, and they'll connect you with personal shoppers in your area to shop and deliver groceries from your favorite stores. You're not going to stores you've never heard of. You're not going to, you know, Moe's uh, Grocery Emporium 30 miles away. You don't know what the hell's going on over there. No, name stores, stores you know, stores you love, stores you shop for. Multiple stores are available. Shop all your favorites on a single order. It's even better. You're going to get fresh produce. They're going to pick your produce. They're not going to just grab whatever's there. They're going to look it over and get the, the freshest produce. And they're going to start look. If you start using the Instacart app and start shopping with them on a regular basis, they're going to start learning your needs and preferences and outline deals that can save you money on the items that you shop for often. Hey, there's even better news about saving money with Instacart. Click on the EDBC podcast, uh, any one of our episodes. Click on when you go to edbcpodcast.buzzsprout.com. Click on any old episode. They're all awesome. Click on the link for instacart.com. Set your account up. It takes about three minutes. And get free delivery on your first order of 35 bucks. That's a nice little way to save some money while you're sitting on your butt at home. Shop from home. Save with Insta- Shop with Instacart and save. All right. Birthday time, Brian, as we're pushing 40 minutes here of uh, this great podcast. The Knicks oh, are, uh, feels like 50. Knicks are running. Oh, and the Knicks are rallying. Knicks are rallying in front of a big crowd. Again, we'll hear more about this whenever you listen to it. But again, good for the Knicks. Tell me about this birthday list. I don't have the sheet in front of me, but tell me about it. What do you got? Who's number one? You don't. Okay, number one. Number one, you, you really can't prepare tonight. Uh, number one is. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, uh, I the got great, it right here in front of me. Go ahead. Okay, I hope it include the eight, eight ages. Um, Pete Townsend, guitar player for the Who. Uh, big song. Fan. Wrote all their songs. Pretty much all their songs, right? Wait, wait. Time out. Time out. Time out. We got a birthday list here. Mm-hmm. And he didn't start with the most important birthday. That's not even on this list. Oh, my daughter's birthday? Yeah, hello. Jeez. All right. Well, I mean, I know how old she is. There's no drama to that. Well, I don't. Okay. You want to guess how old my daughter Emily is? 36. You are correct. <laughs> she is 10 going on 36. How was her birthday? Did you have a nice time? What did we do? We had a great time. We had a great time. A little more like subdued as it was a lot less subdued than last year, but it was a lot of fun. She had a great day. Good. Plus, you know, she's got some soccer and some dance rehearsal stuff going on. So she had a full day to begin with, but it was great. Is your wife's so, birthday coming up too? My wife's birthday comes up a week from tomorrow. So we can do her next week. We'll All talk right. about her next week. Oh, I'm looking at the list ahead for next week. You always say you're weeks ahead. So I, I knew she was. All on. right. All right. Pete Townsend. Uh, he's 75 years old. He's 76. All right. I'm right there. Close. And the next one on the list, I don't want to know how old he is because I don't, I, I just don't want to know. Why? Because he, I just don't want to know because it's like our, 
good chunk of our childhood. And it scares me to know. Am I going to be surprised with that? That's the whole idea of why we do this is to make ourselves feel older. I don't need that. I have enough enough of my life to make me feel older. I got enough in my life making me feel old. Walking up and downstairs. Yeah, walking up and downstairs. You got to walk, you know, you got to, you got to cut, you got to, you know, write Mets highlights, which can't be easy. Mr. T. What is Mr. T's real name, by the way? Lawrence. Lawrence something begins with a T. Now I got to Google him. Google. Lawrence. I thought you would have this. I thought you would have this at your fingertips. You, I used to know this kind of crap in my head, but I'm, I'm getting, like Phil Mickelson. I'm getting older. Uh, why don't you just make small talk while I look for this? Uh, Mr. T. The real T. name is Lawrence. I don't know how you pronounce this. Ture, Tura, T-U-R-R-E-A-U-D. No idea. Where he goes by Mr. T. Irish guy. Uh, Irish guy. T. Mr. T, I'm going to guess he's 70. Very close. He is 69. All right. Now, are you more of a Mr. T A team guy, or are you just locked into Mr. T as Clubber Lang? Clubber Lang. You weren't a big, or I don't think you were a big wrestling guy. I was when I was a kid, like mid 80s, then I got out of it once I. Clubber Lang. But like, so where are you? Where is T? What do you, when you think of T, what, what is the most T for you that you enjoy? Clubber Lang. He was the, he was a great villain in Clubber Lang. He played the role tremendously. That was great. Terrific. The big feather earrings. The, I mean, he was he was he was awesome in Rocky. He was perfect. He yeah. was absolutely perfect. So well cast. It was unbelievable. He was he was, he was everything unknown. Else. Yeah, he was an unknown. He was terrific. I'm but not yeah. trying to discount you know Hulk Hogan as Thunderlips in that movie. He was yep. also phenomenal. Yep. But he took it. And if they had done it right, they could have made, married it more like in real life boxing, where once two fights were successful, they could have had a third one. You know, and said that. I don't. I can't. I don't count any Rocky movie after Rocky Three. I thought Rocky Four sucked. For me, the trilogy just ends at Rocky Three. I agree. So I there agree. we go. 100%. But I'm with you. I thought Clubber Lang was awesome. We better. We ever move this yes. along. Okay, Tina so Fey. From, from Clubber Lang to Tina Fey. Another T. I, I'm going to guess she's about our age. I'm going to say like 45. Uh, she's a little. You know, why didn't I? Should have let off this after we talked about SNL. But that's the way I. That I yeah. that producing on my part. 45? No, she is not 45. She is closer to Phil's age. She's 51. She just turned 51. Yeah, I couldn't remember if she was a couple years older or a couple years younger. So you like mm-hmm. Tina Fey? You're not a big Tina Fey fan. You'd say, you're safe here. Are you? No, different? she's fine. She's fine. I think she's funny. I like her and Amy Poehler together. I think I like Amy Poehler more. It's something about Amy Poehler. I don't know. It's something cute about her. I don't know what it is. Anyway. Yeah, I agree. I like Amy Poehler. She has a little cuteness thing. Uh, I liked her a lot on Saturday Night Live. I never got into, even though I like Alec Baldwin. Did you ever get into Thirty Rock? Because I never did. Never saw an episode. Saw like three or four, and it lost. Or it. West Wing. Neither one. Well, she was not, she wasn't on the West. Wing. I know, but I'm just talking about NBC shows. I never saw either one of those shows. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Uh, what well, did you ever see? Uh, Caroline in the City. As long as we're going over old NBC nope. shows. Nope. All right, uh, moving along. Judge right, Reinhold. Geez. Beverly Hills Cop. Love Judge Reinhold. That's what I think of him. Yeah, he was great in that. I, uh, Seinfeld. Seinfeld, the small talk. We might have done him last year, but who cares? We're getting old. We forget stuff. Stripes. Uh, yep. Fast Times, Richmond High. Yep. Beverly Hills Cop. His zenith was Beverly Hills Cop. And then he just sort of went away. 57. No, he's not 57. How old is he? He is 64. What? How am I, That's what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm way off on that. So, yeah, because I think we did him last year and we discussed the fact that he played an army recruit in stripes and then a year later played um, a high school senior in back to not back to the future fast times. And I think we because we have nothing to do in this podcast except waste people's time. 
we Googled and find out, found out that he was 25 when he shot Fast Times. Jeez. And that was 84, I think. Was it not 83? 82. 82. 82. Right. So there you go. That would be uh, a method lineup. And then the last one I really don't care about, but I can I be honest? I thought this woman had passed away several years ago. 85, Joan Collins. Joan Collins is not dead. 85. She, she's also not 85. She's 88. All right. Jeez. Well, Joan Collins, yeah, that dynasty, all that fun stuff. I didn't, yeah, I didn't like tell you another thing stuff. she was in. Couldn't tell you another thing she was in. I don't care. I, we just put it on there because a lot of people do that like celebrity dead or alive thing, which is not original and kind of morbid. So that's why we don't do this. But this is sort of my way of throwing that in there because I could have sworn the woman passed away like in 2012. She's still around. Sure. Another great birthday list topped off by your daughter. Happy birthday, Emily. Yeah, my lovely yeah, wife my, has a birthday coming up. My son's birthday is on Saturday. He's going to turn 12, so we're looking forward to that. Wow. Uh, so a busy birthday month in the Coleman and Dobrat's house. So you did it again, Brian. Great job. Tremendous. Yeah, we got more stuff coming up next week. We got more NBA. Who knows where the Knicks will be next week in the playoffs? You know, more indifference from the from the Nets fans. Uh, another Met might get hurt. Or I know, I'm sure as we taped this podcast in the last 45 minutes, at least three Mets have pulled some. But DeGrom's coming back Tuesday from what we hear, right? Uh, knock on wood. As much wood as I can knock on with actually breaking my fingers. Uh, yeah, their drums coming back on Tuesday. And should probably bat third if somebody pointed on Twitter. <laughs> That's a good point. Very good point. All right, not, that'll do it for this. Yeah, you're not. That'll do it for this edition of the EDBC podcast. Eric Gilbert's and Brian Coleman. Congratulations to Phil Mickelson, lefty, winning it all and giving us a solid. Yeah, game. and okay. enjoy it, Knicks fans. Enjoy it while it lasts. Hey, let's go a couple of rounds. Of these, so, all right, all right, Brian. Until the next time, say goodbye. See ya. <laughs>